Subjugation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! Wandering the Blue Ridge Mountains in search of what the mainstream media either won't tell you or f- maybe they're forbidden to tell you. I am Dean Ludwig, and with me, as always, is... Hey, it's Scott Dunlop. I'm reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukebach, Texas, and uh, I'm a new Twitter user. <laughs> well, then what's the best thing about Twitter? Well, now it's being on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we'll start off like we usually do. Do it. With a wheel of genders. <laughs> and so this week I'm going to be a new Twitter user. Oh, That's my God. gender for this week. That's nice. Well, then I'm going to be a man. Oh, wait a minute. I'm a woman. No, wait. I'm a man. Uh, no, I'm a woman. No, I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm just confused. Make up my mind, damn it. Yes. Tell me what I'm supposed to be. Yeah, well, hmm. hmm. <laughs> yeah, with that, I'm as confused as Biden. Fifty-four states. Wow. When did that That's happen? A, uh well, in his mind. They probably did, and then so he hit like half the states. <laughs> Obviously, I missed something somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, I remember taking U.S. history and government and civics and all that stuff in high school, and I never learned about the uh, the other four states. So yeah. I will tell you, it's it's weird. When I lived in Europe, I had a guy argue with me <laughs> that I said, and I don't know what, how the conversation got this. To this point, but you know, probably with a few beers. Being, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, something about fifty states, and he said, "No, there's fifty-one." I said, "No, there are fifty states." He he argued with me, and then a buddy he was from Belgium, uh-huh. a buddy of his from England, said, "No, you're both wrong. There's fifty-two. Oh boy. So, excuse me, I'm the American here. Yeah, I I've- understand. I know my country." It's 50 states. I live there, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but then again, we've all heard those uh, those man on the street reports. How many states are there? Uh, 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 54. Uh, what's the capital of the United States? We have a capital. You know, we've Oklahoma? all heard those. So <laughs> just being an American doesn't mean you know anything about America. Yeah, that's true. As, as we see all the time. Well, let's start off with the news. What do you say? Let's do it. So with the personal attack on freedom and just really don't say anything. uh, (laughs) Don't say anything we don't like because uh, obviously... uh, Obviously, feelings are fact now. 
I don't know. Well, yeah, I of think course. that's how they how they're worrying. Well, it's because it I'm. It's because I get to live my truth. Well, uh, you take I'm living your, my best life. Take your truth somewhere else. That is such a weird statement. I'm living my best life. So California Go Governor uh, Hair Gel Gavin Newsom <laughs> signed AB twenty. 98 by Assemblyman Evan Law will punish physicians and surgeons for unprofessional conduct for for advocating for the potential benefits of early treatment with off-label drugs Mm -hmm. or those who dare question about COVID vaccine safety. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is, you know what this eliminates? Getting a second opinion. Yes. Which is something, you know, we were taught back in the 80s. If you're not absolutely 100% sure, or if it's something big, like getting a jab, talk to another doctor. Yeah. Well, now you can. Oh, yeah, you can get a second opinion. You're going to get the exact same information because they can't go against it because. It's actually law. They can be jailed, lose their license, fined, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, so um, we're going to talk about me because this, this is fifty percent my show. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your favorite topic. So I've got a few problems because I've uh, uh, lived dangerously. Um, <laughs> my parents didn't nerf me when I was a kid. And into that, we're, we're like a football in junior high and um, motorcycle mm-hmm. racing, snowboarding, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. rock climbing, bouldering, uh, swinging from trees, falling out of trees. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of uh, bodily damage. Uh, I'm a strange nerd because uh, I like uh, going actually going outside also. So, uh, and, and doing things, uh, I'm not exactly what you would call risk adverse. So yeah. I was going to this orthopedist because I have multiple problems of, I've got a hip problem. I've got a shoulder problem. I've got an elbow problem. And I was getting cortisone shots for all of those things until they said, no more, you're going to have to have surgery. And I said, no, thank you, sir. So I went and got a second opinion mm-hmm. and the second opinion was, why don't you try some biologics? So I went and got uh, stem cells and inserted into these things. And uh, uh, that was Thursday. So I <laughs> <laughs> uh, already feel a little bit better uh, starting cool. to regrow. But if I lived in California, mm-hmm. none of that. Nope. Couldn't do it. Uh, I would have to take whatever they said and live with it. Yeah. Now I've got another friend uh, that we just both talked to on the phone. <laughs> His orthopedist said, there's nothing wrong with you. He went to another orthopedist and said, both your knees have to be replaced. Now, oh. they do need to be replaced. Come to find out, the other doctor was being lazy, given his seven minutes, and we all knew that, that mm-hmm. each doctor only has seven minutes to spend with their patients. The rest of the time you spend with a PA. Not mm-hmm. that PAs are bad. PAs are highly trained. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're 
almost as good as doctors. They can prescribe, they can, they can diagnose. As a matter of fact, they do 90% of the doc's job. Right. And if you walk into any of these uh, facilities, this is just from what I've seen, feel mm-hmm. free to correct me, but you may have one or two docs and then you've got five or six PAs on staff. Doc comes in, sees them for seven minutes. The PA takes care of the rest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't have a relationship with the doctor anymore. And God forbid that you question anything about COVID. I don't know if you saw the video of Katy Perry's one eye closing uh, this week. No, I haven't seen that. But uh, yeah, Justin Bieber, his wife, uh, you know, it's, it's like these mini strokes are happening. Funny enough with people who get a lot of boosters, but I digress. I'm I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. So <laughs> I'm not saying that. But if if we get to where we can't control our own health, I mean, isn't mm-hmm. isn't this what what they're what they're screaming about in the in the abortion era is yeah. is I can't control my own health, but you dare, dare question the COVID vaccine, you could lose your license. Mm-hmm. If you're a doctor, you can lose mm-hmm. your license and go to jail, go to jail, um, get fined, all these things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, we're in clown world again, even in the, even in again? the post COVID. Well, you, you and I started this thing because of the clown world that was coming because of, right. of the COVID vaccine and we were bored and locked up. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, there's that, uh, and and we started seeing our friends going crazy. And so we were like, oh, lost, lost friends that went crazy. Yeah. And we were like, let's start a podcast based on this. <laughs> yeah, We got nothing better to do. Let's share our boredom with the world. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was based on, on really freedom because all the freedoms that they're really trying to take away from us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I hope this doesn't become a thing. I hope this is just a California thing and a liberal state thing, because if it is, I'm moving to a state where I can get a second opinion. I am not going to look. What do you call a doctor that finished last in this class? Doctor. Doctor. So (laughs) it doesn't mean he's a good doctor. Just means he's a doctor. (laughs) He could have a Harvard diploma on his wall and finish last in his class. Hey, look, I've, I've fired doctors. Fired them. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't like what you're saying. You're yeah. fired. Yep. And that's what I did this last time. I had a dentist that was telling me I'd have to have all my teeth pulled. And I was like, you're fired. Yeah. Like, that's, no, yeah. we're not doing that. No. And, and he got all in a huff about it. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is not how this works. You work for me. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing on that, and I'll go off on a tangent. If you're not there, you get charged for, for the visit. If they're not there, they reschedule. <laughs> that's fun yeah yeah so anyway uh, always remember your doctor works for you yes they're not yes. gods you pay them they're doctors yes they're people just like you who went they're, to school for a specific thing essentially they're a contractor that you're paying yeah yeah oh you know what let's stick with healthcare for a little bit okay and um are you ready for the triple demic that's what they're calling it now. Um, because now we have the flu season is upon us. Now, flu season is from October to May, but 
you know, it's the end of October. It's almost November 1st. Right. And they're still saying early, you know, before the flu season starts, which I don't understand. But anyway, uh, so we have the flu season. We have another COVID surge because, you know, it's got to be a surge. Uh, and we have now have RSV that we're talking about, which has been around for hundreds of years. Well, good thing I have all these surge protectors around the house. Good, good deal. Um, the thing is with this RSV, essentially, it's just another form of the flu. Isn't it the and croup? Isn't that what of, we used to call the croup? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's a respiratory thing. Um, you know, you a little difficult to breathe. You feel lethargic. You feel a little sick. You go to bed. You drink fluids. Chicken soup. So when I was a kid, it was chicken soup, uh, ginger ale, uh, crackers, and you stayed in bed for a couple of days. Yeah. And then you got better and you went, you know, went out and played, mm -hmm. went to school, whatever. Now it's no, if your child is feeling lethargic and symptoms of being uh, mildly sick, take them to the hospital immediately. More drugs. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's a case of the flu or a mild flu at that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, but no, rush them to the hospital because these hospitals that they're complaining about, you know, reaching capacity, they need to run at 95 to 99% full just to make money. Right. And hospitals have all been privatized just about. So they need to make money. Mm. Uh, you know, or well, but first you have to contact your provider, not your doctor. Your they provider. Used to, they used to always, yeah, they used <laughs> yeah. to always say, contact your doctor. Now it's your provider. Because yeah. you can go online and have somebody that's not a doctor, you know, give you all kinds of advice and make it so you can get a prescription for different things, especially all these uh, therapy apps and, and, and different things. You know, you go on those therapy apps and you just describe what you think your symptoms might be and they'll prescribe you something. Boom, done. You know, there's no proof, there's no test, there's no nothing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Well, this telemedicine but, started off with the uh, boner pills. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, hymns and all that other <laughs> stuff, you know. Yes. Uh, oh, where, yeah. Where they can send you boner pills straight to your house. Good old Bob Dole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but this RSV, all the reports I'm hearing is it's hitting mostly children under five. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what they say. And then every child they talk about is under a year and a half. So. Uh, let's extrapolate that. Every child they talk about that's in the hospital is under a year and a half. So every child under a year and a half was born during COVID. And their pregnant mothers were pregnant during COVID. Mm -hmm. And how many pregnant mothers were told, you must get the jab? All of them. And how many times have we heard that the jab is lowering our immune response system. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, they're talking about the flu being wildly bad this year. Because, and they're saying it's because we've been cooped up. Okay. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. 
otherwise, what they're saying, if they say it's because we've been cooped up and been masked and stuff like that, so our immune system isn't as good as it should be. That's the, the company line right now. If that's the case, that would mean everybody has to get the flu every year. Otherwise, the next year, you're going to get the flu really bad. I hadn't been sick in four years. I haven't. I, I had the flu in 2019, which I'm in December of 2019. Pretty sure that might have been an early COVID. Oh, yeah. That was, I was uh, sick you remember at the that? same time. Yeah. We yeah. were both sick at the same time. Yep. Um, and your ex girlfriend gave it that, to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> but before that, it had been at least five years. I get the flu once every five, maybe eight years. Mm hmm. And that's it. You know, I get a cold, I get the sniffles like everybody, but that's it. Um, so what they're saying makes absolutely no scientific sense at all. But everybody's eating it up because, you know, they are the science. I don't know. It's just crazy, man. Well, I got a new, a new one that's kind of going under the radar. Speaking of health uh -huh. is, uh, we saw a massive surge of hospitalized young children during uh -huh. Omicron. Mm -hmm. What's killing our children? Well, up to a third of all child deaths from COVID-19 in the United States have occurred during the surge of the highly contagious, mild Omicron variant. Okay. According to newly released data. Mm -hmm. So obviously we can't trust most politicians, hospitals, CDC, WHO, FDA, or the Biden admin. No. So, <laughs> the first group of people to be hidden from the attics and the basements for fear of elimination were the German disabled. Next, mm -hmm. we follow the minorities, including homosexuals. Then the phase of the race war ensued and was quite effective. When political opponents tried to stop it, they were clearly targeted and sent to the camps. Once political opponents were out of the way, there was no one left to stop them. Mm -hmm. They began the Holocaust. <laughs> the shift to shift the wealth and fund their agenda. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, sounds a little like Klaus Schwab. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You think the Nazi elite. <laughs> So uh, the the genocide that they're trying to seems like they're trying to do, and I know I know this is strong words, but mm -hmm. man, this stuff is really starting to come out about how kids are dying from and adults too sudden death, yeah, sudden adult death syndrome. Really, right. that's what we're calling it. We're not going any deeper than that. Oh, it's nope. a sudden death. He just died. My, that's it. Um, my cousin's husband a couple of weeks ago, or no, a couple of months ago, died unexpectedly mm -hmm. in his 30s. Wow. Unexpectedly. Okay. Um, I'm going to say fully boosted, fully mm -hmm. vaxxed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. People dropping dead all of a sudden. And then a friend of ours, you know, 30 mm -hmm. minutes after he's had yep. his first booster drops dead. Yep. They revived him after six minutes. Mm -hmm. His wife kept him alive until the ambulance got there. 
Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. What's going on, people? <laughs> What's our, going our on? most physically fit in the world dropping dead. Mm-hmm. You know, highly trained professional athletes dropping dead on the field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's let's remind everybody that these vaccinations are still experimental. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And might I add, came out that is ne- <laughs> the new booster has not been tested on humans. No, never. And people are taking it. No, it's, it is being tested on humans now. Yeah, boy, yes. <laughs> it's been tested on pregnant mice. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is going to go down as the largest uh, crime against, against humanity, humanity yeah. ever. It will. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Think of the collusion. There's... In Europe, right, the EU purchased 4.5 billion doses of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. They have 450 million people. They purchased 10 doses per person. Wow. Well, and and it came out that they're going to... That's just just the Pfizer one. Well, they're going to start offering it now, and they sold it to the government for $20 a dose. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to sell it to the public for $120 a dose. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and they won't release their records on the financials um, of what it costs to make it, what it costs to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, the EU has held it doesn't a matter lot what of hearings. It, it doesn't matter what it costs to develop it. We paid for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. We paid for it. We want to know where our money went. And this week, is it came out in the report, the official mm-hmm. report, that this was synthetically made, that this virus was synthetic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It finally came out. Yeah. Remember remember when we were afraid to say it came from a lab? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, folks? Well, we weren't. Well, we weren't, but most people were. <laughs> yeah. It came from a lab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, no, 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 no. It came from the wet market in China, in Wuhan, where somebody bought a a bad bat or a pangolin or something. No, it was because uh, uh, a bat had sex with a pangolin and a man had sex with the the pangolin that had sex with the bat. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. Okay. All right. That works. (laughs) And then ate the bat. (laughs) So anyway, just just remember what the government tells you. Uh Yeah. We're going to die. If you don't do what we say, you're going to die. Well, I mean, thank God we have, you know, the internet to do searches and, and we have the, the World Economic Forum forum that just had their uh, tackling disinformation panel. Oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. Um, I have, I actually have a quote. I wrote it down. You know what? I'm going to start clipping these so I don't have to write them down and read them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because it's a direct quote. So, but the UN Global Communications Director. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh who is also a member of the World Economic Forum, um, talked about how Google is skewing results. She says, now again, this is a direct quote. We partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see when we Googled climate change we were getting incredibly distorted information right at the top. Mm -hmm. So we're becoming much more proactive. 
We own the science and we think the world should know it. Really? Yeah. How do you own science? You know, I've been in science for a very, very long time. Um, so, I've worked with, with scientists. You know, when I got right with here. Google, for example, if you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world you know, the should science. know it. And, and the platforms themselves the also science. do. Um, but again, it. It's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. You know, we ask and you shall receive. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering <laughs> when she says, and we think the world should know it, the it. Mm -hmm. Is it that they own the science or is it that, you know, climate change is what we say it is or we think the world should know what we say is gospel truth and well, nothing well, can dis dissent from that. To say you own the science. I mean, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, well, you got a patent on the science. Is that what it is? Science is always changing and evolving. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's the nature of science. That's yeah. the nature of the scientific inquiry. Especially like, uh, you know, the, the Dems say it all the time. Well, the science changes. Uh, that's why yeah. you can transmit it and you can, you can get it after you've taken the vax. Because you can't get it once you've taken the vax. Yeah. And you, and you can't, can't transmit it. You don't have to wear it. masks and you don't have to, you can't transmit it. And, and, do, and do it because you're going to kill grandma. There's still a commercial. I just saw it again yesterday where it's kids and one of the kids said, I took the, the vaccine or I got the booster so I don't get my little sister sick. Good for you, you little slave. That's just, that is out and out lying. Yep. Flat out lying because just because. Oh, no, no. Propaganda. Propaganda. Huh? Propaganda. Yes. State sponsored, Still. state sponsored propaganda. Thank you, Obama, for allowing that. <laughs> Literally, he he uh, signed the the uh, executive order that got rid of um, the fact that we couldn't use state sponsored propaganda. Yes, sir. He got rid of that provision. Yes. So sir. now it's legal. Mm -hmm. You can do it. Thank you. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I need to get that clip actually. That's <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Thank you, Obama. But I love talking about things that the me the mainstream media will not talk about. Is it that the reporters don't want to, or are they forbidden to? A little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Are they brainwashed as much as they sound? I think some of them just do it because, you know, that's what they get paid for. They know differently, but they'll report what they're told. Well, staying on the medical tip. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> all you hyped up kids out there, you're screwed. <laughs> yep. Nationwide shortage of Adderall plagues pharmacies. Plagues. Uh -oh. These headlines, man, I swear. This free, is free speed. This is from the Washington Examiner. Mm -hmm. Probably a liberal rag. Yeah. 
Two of the largest pharmaceutical Actually, chains. Actually, no, it's not. No. Is it not? The Examiner? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't read mainstream news except just Ooh. to report crap. But anyway, two of the largest pharmaceutical chains, CVS and Walgreens, reported they are seeing intermittent supply shortfalls after U.S. Food and Drug Administration first acknowledged the national shortage earlier this month. Notice came two months after Tevia Pharmaceutical Industries, which produces Adderall, the largest supplier of Adderall, first said it was experienced supply chain disruptions that could lead into 2023. So my experience with people on Adderall, I've never taken the stuff personally because it's legal meth. Yeah. No matter, no methamphetamine salt says right on the bottle. Yeah. It's full of norepinephrine, which is what they use to make meth. Yep. It's meth. It's prescription meth. Right. So, <laughs> oh, is this going to be like uh, like when they started doing opioids and people started doing heroin? Now they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna go out <laughs> on the street and start getting yep. meth so that they can yep. study. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are be out there scoring meth. Yeah. So and then, uh, and then we're gonna blame it on the doctors. Yeah. 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 So it's uh amphetamine and detroxamphetamine are the two drugs in Adderall, which are prescribed commonly to people mm-hmm. with ADHD to improve focus and reduce impulsive behavior. Yes. Or imagination. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so like I was saying before, is my experience with this, with a child that has been on this, made that child meaner than shit, meaner than a damn rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prolonged I've usage turns them into psychopaths. Well, just like meth. Exactly. So, uh, uh, you know, all you kids out there that, you better get your meth dealer lined up because your Adderall is about to go away. <laughs> Adderall is taking meth without losing your teeth. Yeah, you should you should get off that crap anyway. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it just yes. it just kills innovation. Yes, when you're it, yeah, it it makes you focus. It makes you less creative. That's why there's no good music coming out anymore because everybody's is that on what Adderall. It is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they can write those notes really well. Well, let's look at the what else well, it could be. The pharmaceutical company trying to get their cut. Yeah. Because uh, everybody I, else I, I, is, everybody else has got their cut during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the, the only thing that drives up prices is a shortage. Yeah. And I heard that the price will be increasing significantly. Yeah. Um, which a lot of, uh, a lot of medications have been doing recently because of thank you, Joe Biden. Well, uh, everybody wants her cut. They're looking yeah. at, they're looking at Pfizer going, Hey man, where's our cut, bro? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. See what happened was Trump signed uh, some stuff into, into law uh, executive orders mm-hmm. that um, actually brought down the price of a lot of prescriptions. Yep. That's one of the executive orders that Biden undone his first day in office. 
And yeah. I think the reason was he would people would see these higher prescription prices, and then Biden could do something to bring them down. Mm-hmm. Except he's not done that. He's not been able to because this has been paid for by by Pfizer. Well, we we see how well he did with uh, canceling domestic drilling. Yeah. Hello, five dollars yeah. a gallon gas. Yeah, we have the least amount of federal oil leases since um, now. I, I could be wrong on the date, but I'm pretty sure it was 1971. Mm. Mm. You know, and then they always say, yeah, but there's a lot of them where nobody's drilling. Well, yeah, because they're dry holes. You know, there were speculations. <laughs> and dry they holes. Tried it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Caught that, huh? Um, Raw dog in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we took a turn. Hey, um, hey there. Anyway, <laughs> and they're done that. Anyway, um, you know, so they, they've already went out there. They, you know, there's speculation. The lease was granted. They went out there. They tested it. There was no oil. Mm-hmm. Well, those leases are still there. They don't cancel those leases. The federal government doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that they can say, hey, we're letting you drill all over the place. But they're not allowing any oil leases where there's actually oil. Yeah. And pushing this electric thing, which which was hilarious. California said you you can't charge your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we're having electricity problems. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. Well, you know, the one that uh is is being talked about a little bit on the mainstream media, mm-hmm. but not the other side of what I'm about to say. Now they're talking about Florida, right? The flooding and the electric cars um Blowing exploding. Up. Uh, finally, spontaneous combustion is real. Uh, it's just not spontaneous human combustion. It's spontaneous electric vehicle combustion. Mm-hmm. The salt water gets into those batteries, Boom. and they can catch on fire all by themselves. And you can't put them out. Without being started, you can't put them out. It takes days to put them out. Uh, what was it? A normal car fire takes roughly one tank of water from a fire truck. Mm-hmm. Like 300 an elect- gallons. An electric, yeah, electric vehicle takes eight tanks, eight to 10 actually, to put out. And hours and hours and hours, and usually days to mm-hmm. put out. So, um, you know, all these towing companies and stuff, they're having to put these cars off on their own and put them 50 feet apart. And it's, it's crazy. Well, <clears throat> what they're not talking about is the ones that aren't exploding, you've still got to get your batteries replaced. Mm -hmm. Those batteries are now corroded and dangerous. Well, nobody's talking about the fact that the batteries are 80% of the car's value. I think it's actually 85, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Even still. Well, a normal car, normal gas-powered car, hybrid, gas and air, um, one of those, if it goes through a flood, well, you go and, you know, you, you spend a couple hundred bucks, get it cleaned out, make sure there's no mold in it, and you're good to go. And then sell it to Carvana. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, if if you need to replace the battery in one of those cars, you're looking at, what, 50 to 100 bucks for yeah. most cars, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, all in all, 500 bucks, you're good. Mm-hmm. These cars... You're talking twenty to thirty thousand dollars. The car is totaled. 
it is completely total. Yes. And to fix it, you know, a car, for a car to be totaled, for an insurance company to total your car, it means to repair it is more than the value of their car. Mm-hmm. Except well, now this, to repair it, is the value of a brand new car. Now that we've kind of gone off on this rabbit hole, let's yeah, talk about a couple of facts about electric cars. One, the battery has to be replaced in 10 years. So yes. you're going to have. Um, That's land- under absolute optimal conditions, 10 years. Yeah. Landfills and uh, junkyards filling up mm-hmm. with these electric cars, mm-hmm. which are going to require battery disposal. Mm-hmm. And for all you uh, fart sniffers out there that are saying, I'm doing it for the environment, where do you think that electricity comes from? It doesn't come from solar and it doesn't come from windmills. It comes from coal and nuclear. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or diesel. Um, There's a lot of uh, natural gas. Natural gas. Yeah. And those of you, you fart sniffers out there, how many of you have seen one of these rare earth metal uh, holes in the strip ground. mining is how they yeah, the get strip it. Mi- the the lithium mine. Have you seen one of these lithium mines? How huge! They're the size of a small town. Yeah, it's like they're crying about fracking, mm-hmm. but fracking doesn't leave a hole, a big pock mark in the planet. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, okay. These huge holes, you know, people complain about uh, landfills, mm-hmm. right? I would bet there's got to be some research somewhere that that talks about it. I know I, I looked it up a couple of years ago, and landfills are actually, we have very few. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't take up that much space at all anywhere. Right. You know, it's just, it all started in the 80s with that one barge outside uh, on in the Atlantic off the coast of New York and New Jersey, and then down to the Carolinas, trying to find somewhere to dock to empty its garbage. And nobody would let it. So (laughs) it was on the news. Well, I would bet these lithium mines have disrupted more of the earth than all of the landfills in the earth combined. Man, that's a big asshole. Yeah, absolutely. You looking at one? You know her? I married her. <laughs> anyway. Big asshole. Anyway. Um, yeah. Your turn. Oh, God. Uh, somebody else's turn. I divorced her. <laughs> yeah. So let's get off that subject. Hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> All right. So. Um, all right, we went down this rabbit hole quite far. Uh, but, oh, actually, I did have one more thing on uh, the COVID portion of, of it. Uh, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt mm-hmm. announced uh, that uh, the United States District Court for the Western District of Louisiana granted Missouri and Louisiana's request for a deposition from top-ranking officials in the federal government. What? Yeah. They're going to talk to, uh, I have a better list here. It is Dr. Fauci, Jen Psaki, uh, Director of White House Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, 
CSUN Director, Director Jen Easterly and FBI Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan. Who names her kid Elvis? Elvis Chan? Yeah. So anyway, um, his quote, after finding documentation of a collective, a collusive relationship between the Biden administration and social media companies to censor free speech, we immediately filed a motion to get these officials under oath. Mm-hmm. It is a it is high time we shine a light on this censorship enterprise and force these officials to come clean to the American people. And this ruling will allow us to do that. We will keep pressing for the truth. And what it is, is um, suppression of COVID information that didn't follow Dr. Fauci and uh, the White House's line of speech. So they they colluded with these companies. The Biden administration colluded with these companies. Now these people have to speak under oath. Boy, I can't wait for that to come out. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, I think a lot of stuff's going to come out, and I think everybody will get pardoned. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know what? And that doesn't bother me as long as everything comes out. Yeah, I mean... When, I'd love to see all of them, you know, spend the rest of their life behind bars. When we look for, at... Can, for uh, essentially, <laughs> this, this is a potential holocaust. I hear what Remember you're the, saying. The three to five years thing. I hear what you're saying. All right. But... Let's talk about another crime against humanity. Just right. for an example, mm-hmm. MK Ultra. Okay. We don't even know how many people were affected by this program. No, no. And and for those it, who think it's a conspiracy theory, it is mm-hmm. not now. It is proven that MK Ultra was a real thing. Absolutely. And my facial tw- my facial twitches are starting to go away. Yeah. So, you know, controlling people by different means, um, using LSD to do so, mm-hmm. seeing how it would work as a truth serum. And even even Manson was part of MK Ultra. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so was the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. So who knows how many people this affected and who's held accountable for it? Nobody. Nobody. Nope. Exactly. Nobody's That's why I said, you know, I, I, MK Ultra though, is one of those that we just don't know. You know, we, there, it's a lot of information we just don't know. And um, that's what I'm saying with this. I'm more interested in all the information coming out than I am the prosecution of all these people. Mm-hmm. I want both. Yeah. But if, if, the prosecution of these people means we're not going to get all the information. Right. I'd rather have all the information. Then well, we just round them up, shave their heads and march them down the street. Well, we're in the clear because we're non GMO. No, we are not. <laughs> you know, this, this three to five years thing mm-hmm. um, is soon to be one to three. Yeah. It's, it's, it's starting to come you know, to it's fruition. It's been a year and a half. It's been a year and a half since the start of the vaccination process. And if nobody knows what we're talking about, there was a uh, uh, HR report for uh, for the gas and oil industry, for people who work on on uh, deep 
deep well dr- drilling out in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that they needed to get rid or be ready to replace people who had been vaccinated in three to five years because they would become, uh, how can we put it? Uh, un, uh, Unavailable. Unreliable. <laughs> unreliable. Yeah. And that all those people that had been vaccinated would have to be replaced by people who were not vaccinated in yep. three to five years to keep from the dangers of blowing something up. Well, and then uh, Dr. Peter McCullough came out and said the same thing three to five years. And Dr. McCullough is the probably the most credentialed epidemiologist ever. Yes. Um, he's, his credentials are completely unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. He makes Dr. Fauci look like an intern. Yeah. Um, but now they have finally, after, you know, two or three years, they have finally, you know, gotten rid of him a little, pretty much. People aren't listening to him so much anymore. So now he's going off the deep end and he's actually coming out and saying exactly what he thinks. He's kind of kept himself tempered. Mm-hmm up until now because you know he still wanted to be able to get his message out there but he also came up with the three to five year thing yeah and let's not forget that error mangala i mean fauci uh uh, he was also involved in another pandemic aids which he prescribed azt a failed cancer drug Mm -hmm. which he was heavily invested in Mm -hmm. and basically genocide for the gay community yep yeah. They would have lived that. longer well, if you left them alone. Why is it we have never used mRNA vaccines before COVID? Because, you because everybody died. Everybody died. <laughs> Every test they ever did, uh, not everybody, but a vast majority died eventually mm-hmm. because of the mRNA vaccine. Yep. And now they want to do mRNA for everything. Yep. It's, it's a scary world, people. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not trying to scare everybody, but, you know, be aware of what's going on. You know, don't just take things as they're fed to you. Well, Dean, I don't care if I scare everybody. I'm not responsible for people's feelings. But anyway. <laughs> feelings are facts, Scotty boy. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, so um, let's talk about creating a dependent class. Okay. Um, you know, what's, what's better for the government than being big daddy government? Not a whole lot really, because, uh, nothing, you know, if you can control their food, yep. (laughs) Which we've talked about a lot. Yep. You can control their finances Uh with a digital currency and Mm -hmm. you can control their medical by Mm -hmm. squashing disinformation or freedom of speech <laughs> or freedom uh, yeah. of choice in your medical, uh-huh. uh, you can pretty much be big daddy government and we've got become 19- bigger big daddy. Yeah. We've got a 1984. Oh yeah. So um, one of the issues with the health insurance bills is the, uh, of the opposition to it. Mm-hmm. It's not tyranny. It's not comparable to the Nazis. Sure, I don't like it. 
but I'm not going to call everybody a bunch of commie, commie simps and throw bricks through the windows. I, I am going to voice my opposition and vote with vote the bums out. And this is from an article, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. except I can't really do that because my bums are opposed to the bill, but you get the point. So, you know, this is, this is with, um, giving people money, uh, universal basic income, uh-huh. uh, uh, subsidized healthcare, mm-hmm. the, whatever you're a dependent of, you, that's your master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know one person, which we've talked about earlier, <laughs> one person who would be perfectly fine letting big daddy government take care of her. Oh yeah. And no thanks because no. you know, you, everybody's got a boss, right? I got mm-hmm. a boss. You got a boss. You work for yourself and you still got a boss. It's your customer. Yeah. yeah. My, my clients are my bosses. Yeah. And I got a boss and that's, that's all I want. I mm-hmm. don't want the government telling me what I can and can't do that. I used to be able to do, but can't do anymore. And so if they create you or if they put you in a dependent class, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be middle class. It wouldn't be low class. It wouldn't be high class. It'd be the dependent class. Mm-hmm. If they put you in there, they can control how you vote to keep themselves in power. And because you're not going to vote against it, it'd be like me going in and saying, saying to my boss, uh, Hey, I don't like the way you're doing things. Uh, you're an ass. Well, guess what? I'm probably going to get replaced Yeah, because I'm not going along with the program. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens when government does that? You know, if, if the government's paying me money, I'm not going to vote against the people who are giving me money because I no. want more money. Yes. It is against my best interests. If I vote against them, the next people might take away my money exactly. that I don't have to work for. Right. So uh, this is uh, something that, that really goes into your great reset is, uh-huh. is creating that dependent class. You know, the Charles Schw- or Klaus Schwab, not Charles Schwab, Schwab. wrong Schwab. (laughs) I don't know. They may be related. Who knows? Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, you will own nothing and you will be happier for it. Uh, It's, it's uh, amazing. And, and the thing that I have to say to the elite, you first show me that that works. Yeah. You, you live with nothing. Show me how that works. And maybe I'll do it. I remember that, um, when Madonna was like, everybody needs to give up all worldly possessions and live in a grass hut. And I was like, you first, honey. Yeah. You first. All all these people that are pushing this stuff. Look at, okay. Big one. Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Has he never worked a legitimate job in his life. He's always been, as he says, a public servant. Um, servants don't make millions and millions of dollars. He has four mansion estates now. Yeah. But he's telling everybody else to live, you know, in a shareable way. Uh-huh. You know. You uh, but while, live yeah, in while, a shareable way. Not me, but you live in a shareable yeah. way. Yeah. How about one of these people give up 80% of their income? You know, live on a, a modest amount of income. I'm not saying give everything away, but live <laughs> on a modest amount and then give everything else away. Uh-huh. These people that are telling us to do it, why don't you do it? 
Well, we, you know why. Everybody knows why. Yeah. You see, the, the more you have, the more power you have. Socialism creates an elite class. Mm-hmm. And these people that are pushing it want to be the elite class. Right. You know, and that goes to, again, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset or, or if you prefer, the UN's 2030 Agenda. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not a conspiracy theory. These are not... It's on their society. website. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Klaus Schwab wrote a book called The Great Reset. You can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> All right. This is not secret, people. Mm-hmm. And every time I bring it up, people are like, oh, yeah, you're one of them conspiracy theorists. Well, they want this to come into play by 2030. Well, just, That's not that far away. Just because it's a conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's not true. Exactly. And this really isn't even theory anymore. It's there. Oh, it's a it's black and white. It's, it's written down what the plan is. Right. So, okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start explaining uh, kind of a deep dive into what the world economic forum, the great reset is uh, for people who are not really familiar with it, because there's a lot of people that aren't, they've heard the term, they know it doesn't sound too good, but they don't really know what it means. So um, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to draw any actual conclusions. I'm just going to lay out some facts and maybe ask some questions for you to ask yourself. So, you know, what is it? Uh, who created it? Why does it even matter? How does it affect me in my daily life? So it all started with World Economic Forum, which is a group of unelected, self-appointed elites that uh, was founded by Klaus Schwab in 1971. So it's been around a while. Uh, the World Economic Forum has at least. Longer than I've been alive. Maybe not you, but me. Not me. Not me, but since I was uh, about a year and a half, two years old. So, you know, people are saying, you know, and I hear it all the time. It's all a conspiracy theory, but it's not some secret society. They're very public about who they are, what they want to see happen and what they're doing to create the changes they wish to see. And we're seeing a lot of these and I'll go through some of it. If you're not, you know, if you don't believe me or you think I'm full of shit, that's fine. Check out their website yourself. It's weforum.org. It's World Economic Forum, weforum.org. It's their website. They had this stuff published. So uh, the forum engaged, it's from their website. It says the forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Nowhere does it talk about any input from the people. Um, remember that whole for the people, by the people, of the people thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they don't say that. So uh, currently they have a membership of over 3,000. And Elites, to be a member, obviously. Yeah, from 60 countries, uh, to be a member, first off, it's by invitation only. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are membership dues, annual membership dues. For an individual membership, $52,000 a year. For an industry, to be an industry partner, $263,000 a year. To be a strategic partner, $628,000 per year. Membership are, dues. Are those a super elites? <clears throat> uh, well, uh, those among, are the voting uh, members, I guess. Well, I would say, yeah, I would say uh, among some of their prominent partners is the Zuck, mm-hmm. Mr. Zuckerberg himself. 
Uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh-huh. And Bill Gates. Bill Gates? I'm surprised. Bill Gates. Yeah, Billy Boy. Uh, so Dr. Since, so, Farmer Bill Gates. Yes. Since 1988, every year they meet, they've met in uh, Davos, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. They bring together CEOs, politicians, academics, religious leaders, and the meet, and they let the media in. But they also have uh, editorial rights over the media's displaying of information that gets put out there. Hey, you know this sounds familiar. Yeah. We need to take care of all the dumb people because they're too stupid to think for themselves. Exactly. Is there a political party like that uh, in the United well, States? No, I mean, the one in charge, but I mean, is that really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. sorry. So I did mention the media is at Davos and has been since 1988. Mm-hmm. All right. When is the last time you heard a media report about the World Economic Forum on the mainstream media and the Great Reset in the last 25 years, 35 what? years? Well, you just said it mainstream. Never. Um, I've never heard the mainstream media cover that gathering ever. So the 2020 meeting is uh, where they officially launched the great reset using COVID as their impetus of change. Um, And it was put out by then Prince Charles, now King Charles. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He was the one that, that actually ushered in this great reset. Yeah. A King or at the time, a Prince Prince, either, either way. But they have five major plans to change uh, economic growth uh, for housing and and dealing with the global recession. Air Klaus Schwab said the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Well, that sounds cool, doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, Again, you don't believe what I'm saying? Buy his book. It's on Amazon. It's called The Great Reset. Uh, so in theory, you know, it does sound good to some people. You know, this whole, you own nothing, you'll be happier, everybody shares, it's kumbaya, we're singing that old Coca-Cola song, you know, I'd like to teach the world to sing, we're holding <laughs> hands, and it's just wonderful, right? Yeah, no. <clears throat> so let's go through a, a couple of the actual plans of the great reset to get us to um, where they want us at by 2030. Let's do it. Okay. So you will own nothing and be happy. That's published. That was published as an article stating that people should not own cars anymore. Okay. Goodbye car ownership. Hello, clean air. Welcome to the future of transport. That's actually what it says. Mm-hmm. So the transition to rideshare, which is what they're talking about, then to self-driving cars. Uber is already trying this, starting out with driverless uh, food deliveries in California this year. They're going to be doing driverless food deliveries. Well, let me go down a rabbit hole here because I just thought of something. Go for it. So uh, we get all these electric cars. Let's go ahead and kill the internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. And let's look at it like we look at gas, you know, price uh-huh. goes up and then goes down 10% and then everybody's happy. Right. So we create all these electric cars. Everybody gets one. We outlaw the internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. Then from that point, oh, 
we don't have enough power to power all these cars and we don't uh-huh. have enough resources for them. So at this point, you're going to have to share. And to do that, we'll, we'll supply a government program mm-hmm. that will come pick you up uh, the bus <laughs> yeah. that will uh-huh. come pick you up and take you to where you want to go when we decide that you want to go there. Right. Like the bus, mm-hmm. like public transit. Yeah. Like butt gig, a booty yeah. <laughs> Mayor Pete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mayor Pete. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. So essentially nobody will own cars except for the super elite. Of mm-hmm. course they'll have cars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, cause you know, they're worried they're, about the environment yet. They exactly. fly private jets everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So who is going to own cars? Um, would it be Uber maybe? Uh, would we then rely even more on big tech? Would there, uh, would they then be so big that the government will have to take it over since it would end up, end up being a true monopoly. Well, it's part of the infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. What if they wanted to make uh, a sweeping policy decision? Would they need our consent anymore? Guess who's a part of the World Economic Forum? Uber. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, th- these are things that are actually happening now. These are things that are being enacted now. Now, Tesla just came out and said that their self-driving software isn't available yet. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be available this year. It's not going to be. At a cost of uh, $15,000. Yeah, for people 15, who prepaid for it, Yeah. For people who prepaid, it was $10,000. <laughs> right. But if you want to add it onto your Tesla, it's fifteen grand, And it's not even out yet. Mm. <laughs> um. I'm still not sh- real sure about this self-driving automated car thing. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I've had trouble with the cars at Disney world. So, you know, self-driving cars on the interstate. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not liking that idea yet. Yeah. But uh, so, well, after that, that was, you know, that's one of the first points is that you'll own nothing. That's one of the things that you'll have to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, they also want to change what you eat. And we've talked about this a little bit on, on our podcast, that you'll eat much less meat. Mm-hmm. So from a, another World Economic Forum article, here's it says, here's a simple way to convince people to eat less meat. And what they say is to publicize eating less meat and dairy, we can save the rainforests. <laughs> okay oh my god you want to talk about it and there we go with the uh, feelings and facts and you know it, it'll get emotions going and people will you know save the rainforest and okay let's uh, let me let me talk a little fact here all right do the, it uh because of the carbon the world is greener now and i mean green the color green uh-huh than it has ever been. You know why? Yeah. yeah. Plants eat carbon dioxide. Yes. And not to mention the fact that we have more forests in the world now 
by over a third more than it was, uh, uh, I think, 100 years ago, 80 or 100 years ago. So the truth of it is that because of the carbon emissions, we have more rainforest. Yes. Our planet is actually healthier. Yes. Than what it was 50 years ago. What it was 20 years ago. Yes, the temperature might be rising a tiny, tiny bit. But that's actually the natural cooling and warming cycle of the earth. But it's not profitable to say that. We're at, no, we're actually 12 degrees cooler than what the average temperature of the earth has been over the last several thousand years. Mm-hmm. We're actually supposed to be 12 degrees warmer on average. What is what a lot of people don't like is we're not as comfortable. You know, we may lose some land on the coasts, but that happens. That's what happens. That's the Earth's natural cycle. Man is extreme arrogance to believe that we have caused this. Yeah, my friend, I, I think I think you're you're really giving too much to him. It's it's about control and money. Oh, yeah. They've seen a way to make money off of something that they can kind of allude to. And, and if they can allude to it and not really provide any, yeah, they've got charts to say, well, weren't we supposed to be underwater by now with the ice caps melting? I mean, wasn't Florida supposed to be underwater? California was supposed to fall off into the ocean um, at the San Andreas Fault. Uh, we were supposed to be in another ice age by, I think it was, when I was a kid, I think it was by 1995 or 2000, we were supposed to be in another ice age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the killer bees were coming up from Brazil. And people laugh when I say that. This was on ABC World News when I was a kid. Yes. This wasn't just this, the Saturday Night Live skit with John Belushi uh, where they did killer bees. Mm-hmm. This was real. I mean, they would show a map of the Western Hemisphere and you would see red blotches where by 1985, the killer bees would be here. By 1990, it would be all over the United States. Right. Um, I don't remember it happening. Yeah, I still hadn't seen killer bees But yet. According to Al Gore, Florida should no longer exist. Right. Because the raising you know, the rising waters because Florida is literally 80% below sea level. Well, New Orleans too. New Orleans. Absolutely. 18 Louisiana wouldn't be here. 18 feet under sea level. Yes. Yeah. Because it's sinking because it's a swamp. Yes. (laughs) It was when they built it. Yep. Um, yeah, I I, I don't want to live there. Um, I just wouldn't, but you know what? Okay, I went through uh, one big point with the Great Reset in a little little bit of a description. I'm going to leave the next uh, point. They got five major points. I'm going to leave for, uh, we'll talk about one more each episode of our podcast. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll leave it, I'll leave it there with, with that. All right. Well, I got some... Uh some election news. Okay. Uh, CEO of me tech company, Kinech, I guess it's Kinech C O K O N N E C H. 
-hmm. arrested on suspicion of stealing data from hundreds of LA County poll workers. Awesome. Eugene Yu was arrested and digital, digital evidence seized in Michigan. So <clears throat> this uh, software company, what do you think mm -hmm. they do? Uh, they make games for your phone. Close. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, just <laughs> election stuff. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. anyway, uh, where do you think he stored said information? On his phone. China. China? China. Oh, really? Yeah. But this was the most secure election ever. Well, Kinech, I guess, I'm going to say Kinech. How about that? Okay, that Corporations works. Eugene Yu, 51, was arrested in Meridian Township of Michigan and held on suspicion of theft of personal identifiable information, PII for those in the know. Mm-hmm. While computer hard drives and other digital evidence were seized by investigators from the county's district attorney office, according to the office, we are continuing to ascertain the details of what we believe to be Mr. Yu's wrongful detention by L.A. County authorities. Kenetch said in a statement that ended any L.A. County poll worker data that Kenetch may have possessed was provided to it by LA County and therefore could not have been stolen as suggestion as suggested true but once you take it overseas yeah, once you send it to China yeah yeah that makes it bad misuse of <laughs> PII yeah yeah uh Kinech is a small company based in East Lansing Michigan in 2020 it won a five-year, $2.9 million contract with L.A. County for software to track election worker schedules, training, Ooh. payroll, and communications, according to the county register recorder, county clerk, uh, mm -hmm. Dean C. Logan. So, <clears throat> campaign election workers to track them, and it was sent to China. Mm-hmm. So let, let me just put it this way. Once it's sent to China, uh, sorry, that stuff gets eaten up by the Chinese government. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is the Chinese, the, the Chinese government has ownership in every business in China. Well, what is it that they find most valuable information? Absolutely. That's exactly what they, what they uh, deal in. It's a whole reason there is TikTok. <laughs> right. So my thing is, is, you know, you've got this company in Michigan. Why is he storing his stuff in China? Hmm. Because he's a China man. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, the paper reported that uh, Kinech and you, who were, was born in China, became the target of claims of election conspiracy theories that the company had secret ties to Chinese Communist Party and had supplied information to 2 million poll workers. Dun, da, da, da. Uh oh. So, anyway, I'm going to leave that right there. 
look, we're both tech guys and tech's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, love tech. That's why I'm in it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is when, when you used to have to have these re- registers, these physical registers where you'd have to sign it and put down these voter rolls in these registers, mm-hmm. that big ass book was hard to get out the door. Yeah. You're not sending that to China. But in the digital age, millions of lines of a spreadsheet can be sent. Button click. In a millis in a millisecond. Mm-hmm. All that information can be transferred. That's why this mm-hmm. stuff is so dangerous. And being a cybersecurity guy, I know how dangerous it can be. That's why we have systems on where I work that detract detect uh, insider threats. Mm-hmm. If you're transferring a large bit of information or certain file types outside outside of the organization, we know about it. Mm-hmm. We have we have systems that detect that. And <laughs> it just kills me, you know, the all right, so we get into third party and this is a little tech, but uh we get into third party providers and cloud service providers and things like that. You are trusting them with that information. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in my organization, you can't be a felon. You can't have a big criminal record. You have to have a good credit score to even Mm -hmm. work there because if you can't Mm -hmm. handle your money, you can't handle ours. (laughs) Yep. Um, so you know, these these are things we require. Then we go take our important information that we've done all the screening for and we outsource it to a cloud provider. Mm-hmm. Are there people being screened the same way? Who knows? Yeah. This has been my biggest gripe about outsourcing. It's like, it's like, do we know all the employees that are touching our information? I mean, do we, we we're do pretty they go through the same vetting process that you do. Yeah. So uh, you know, if 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 the owner has a has a son that's a um, I don't know, a cokehead that leaves laptops everywhere. Um, oh, <laughs> like our president. Um, really if the owner has a has a cokehead brother or meth head brother or whatever head brother hooker that that gets hookers <laughs> and blow and and uh, leaves laptops laying around everywhere unprotected, unencrypted. Um, how do we know that? How do we know that? And so we're outsourcing this stuff to these companies with no due diligence, diligence, and no due care. And, you know, I have the same problem in my organization. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know this mm-hmm. person's not a felon? How do, you, how, do you, how do you know that the people working in this organization, that they don't have a strict uh, hiring practice like we do? And even that we do have a, have a strict hiring practice mm-hmm. doesn't mean people can't be leveraged. Right. And this is what, oh. this, is what this story is about. It's about leverage. So uh, the Chicoms, what what they're uh, what they love to do, and I'm sure I'm going to be called xenophobic for this, <laughs> is even somebody who's been in the country for a while that has family back in China, they will leverage mm. those people to do things. This is what. Oh happens. my God, you're xenophobic. Yeah. Oh this, wait, I'm this sorry. is what happens in in yeah. research in in schools right now in in uh, universities. So they go into all this research stuff that's being done for the government and they leverage saying, you know, we'll we'll kill your family over here if you don't Mm -hmm. get the information that we want. And they get leveraged. 
the Soviets used to do that all the time. They would put uh, families over here in the United States after raising them in an American replica city in in Russia, um, raising them from birth, you know, in that city, they transplant them over here yeah. to act as if they were Americans. Sleeper cells. Yeah, exactly. And then they would force them to do, you know, the the spy work and everything by saying, we will kill all of your family over here in, uh, in Moscow or wherever, St. Petersburg, wherever they lived, mm-hmm. we'll kill them all. And if great, you don't do what what we say, a great dramatized show of that is the Americans. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Get a chance to exactly. watch that. that. Was a That's a great show. show, but uh, and pretty it, realistic. Yeah, but anyway, um, so so yeah, I I mean the, these people were probably leveraged to do this. I'm not giving them a pass. You know, they mm-hmm. still did no. did the crime, but mm-hmm. this is how this works. people don't recognize i mean you know i hear people going yeah 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 whatever and it's like man you people need to open your eyes and see what's going on before you yeah i'm I'm with you man well let's talk tech all righty Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Well, even though I just decided <laughs> to bring in a little tech before this, uh-huh. with the uh, with the China information getting over there, uh, MetaQuest Pro was released. Oh boy! It is I got a the cutting Quest Two. Yeah, well, this is the Quest Pro. It's a cutting edge headset looking for an audience. This, this thing's like fifteen hundred dollars. For well, no, thank you. Excuse me, fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's more geared towards business. Although I just really can't see what you would use it for. Well, you know, I always thought the the stepping stone to full uh, Ready Player One world. Mm-hmm would be glasses kind of like Google glass that yeah. didn't make it anywhere. Facebook had one too, that didn't make it anywhere, but augmented reality where you'd wear them, you know, out in stores and different things. And as you look around the store, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll show you sales of things or, you know, things that go like Ikea where you look at one thing and it'll show you other things that, that match it. Mm-hmm. Um, without having to go through five levels of the Ikea. Have you ever been in an Ikea store? Once. I only went oh once and I was, I was, I was done. And then yeah. somebody tried to get me to eat the meatballs. I'm like, I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make my own. I don't know where that's been. And yeah. I don't, I don't like white sauce on a, on a beef anyway. <laughs> white sauce on round balls. Yeah, really. Um, mm. Yeah. Let's not go there. Well, the Quest Pro is $1499. The yeah. Quest 2 is $399. So $1,100 yeah. more. Do you get $1,100 more out of this? Now, the, the, uh, the, the handsets are more advanced. They have mm-hmm. Qualcomm chips in them, uh, Snapdragons in them, because okay. they have cameras in them for tracking. So I get the handsets. That okay. makes a little more sense to me accurate tracking has been kind of the downfall 
of most VR uh headsets anyways is the tracking where your hands go if you're if you play something like onward you know where the gun starts going crazy and folds back on you and things like that uh-huh. you know it's <laughs> that's all about hand tracking i haven't had that happen have you played onward not onward no i've no. played i've played a lot of different things yeah. i've never had it do anything like that uh no. now you have the quest too right yes i do that's what i have have you done the hand tracking without yeah, the controllers it's, uh, horrible yeah it's not great <laughs> so but this adds eye tracking high resolution color video feed so you can do ar um you know i've looked at the around demos. your house uh well in the demos i've seen not around my house but <laughs> well yeah yeah that's what i'm saying why would you want AR around your house yeah i don't know uh, i guess that's so, what know. i'm saying you know i always thought there'd be a, a middle step like a you know pair of glasses that you wear to a store that kind of thing i mean i see where where that would be fun if you could have like a duel in your living room Mm -hmm. and you could actually see your living room and then you would have an imposed uh opponent in front of that could be cool you know that way one you're not tripping over the dog yeah and and two it could be in your own environment so i i get why you would want to do that, but this is really geared towards business. What type of business would use this? I have no idea. I've seen some of the productivity concepts, concepts. Let's underline that concepts because there's nothing actually for it right now. So you're going to buy this thing and then play the same games that you would play on MetaQuest 2. Also, one of the things that, that, that they have on there is, um, even though it is a different OLED screen, it's still same resolution. Right. You're not getting better resolution out of it. You may not get that halo effect that you get out of, out of them, or they call them Mm -hmm. God rays, Mm -hmm. but you're, you're not, you're not getting that. Um, So anyway, a buy, don't buy. I say don't buy it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, um, not at that price. Yeah. But, I just, it, it just occurred to me, you know, the business aspect of it and, and what you were saying. I can see this just hit me. It's kind of like we talked about with Amazon and the robot and the, the, uh, the, and the vacuum with the camera, mm-hmm. the robot with the telescoping camera. You mm-hmm. know, and we talked about how Amazon will now be able to map your rooms and find the, the things in your rooms. Uh-huh. That, uh, <laughs> that you can, that you might want to upgrade. Yeah. You know, Oh, that TV's a little old. Maybe you, you know, and then start seeing ads for it. Mm-hmm. I can see businesses paying meta for that uh, possibility of if you're wearing the goggles for and that, you look for, over at your TV for that meta data. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look over at your TV and you know, um, LG pays meta for advertisements and LG comes up and says, Hey, we have a TV to replace that, that you'll like so much better. Right. You know, something like that. I can see that happening. Uh, if you guys wanted to do this, uh, uh, the, uh, Pico four just came out and which is a much better headset. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. in the meta quest environment, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, and they have, 
really look at it. You guys like you and me, maybe not everybody, but let's be clear. This is a cell phone that you strap to your face. That's all yeah. it is. It's a cell phone you strap to your face. The internals right. of it are the same as a cell phone, except without the 5G radio. <laughs> I've so, been told that uh, the, the HTC is a pretty good one. Yeah. Well, the the I have an HTC Vive. Vibe. The one, the one that you actually put the cell phone in the goggles itself. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you actually put your cell phone in the goggles, and that's what you're looking at. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you're you're basically strapping a cell phone to your face is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the internals are the same as a cell phone. There's mm-hmm. nothing in there. And the games that are on it that that come through the processing power of the headset are rudimentary cell phone games. Yeah. They're not real graphic intensive. Now, for guys like Dean and I, we can mm-hmm. hook them up to our PCs that have heavy duty graphics cards. Mm-hmm. and stream that data to our headset, which that makes it worthwhile to folks like oh, yeah. us. Uh, I mean, it's the difference between between Atari uh, 2600 and Nintendo 64. That's, <laughs> At least. That's, I mean, if you if you want a comparison or Pong versus... versus the, the, what, was, what was the Sega that came out that was like so out of this world? Sega Odyssey? Sega Saturn? Saturday. No, it came out. It was in the '90s, and it was like the graphics and everything was so insanely good com- cons- compared to everything else that was out at the time. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It, I, I don't remember. It'll come to me after the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, this is not a thing, and they already. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about this. One is it did have a depth tracker right in the middle between the two cameras, but mm-hmm. the thing that they found out is it was X-ray vision; it could see through clothes. So they took oh. so they took it out. Oh, I yeah. want that one. Yeah, really, you get X-ray vision, right? <laughs> You're but, having a party. Why are you wearing those things? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only you knew. And the demo that they did, Zuckerberg and his counterpart had legs. Well, they don't have oh, wow. legs in, no. in the in the VR right now. So, no. so that was another uh, distraction. Fail. And I don't know if you've looked at Metastock, but it is crashing. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Congress, the SEC, uh, board members, all of them. It's almost like they're trying to make Meta crash. Like they don't want it to happen. Yeah. Or they don't want the Zuck to run it. That's probably more accurate. I think this is something the government's going to want to come out with themselves. This will play right into the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you'll stay at home. You won't have to go anywhere. It'll be Ready Player One. So what do you and think? And for those of you, those of you that aren't that are listening, if you have not seen the movie Ready Player One, mm-hmm. watch it. Plus, you get some really cool '80s tunes and '80s vibe. Well, um, so you had a little bit on on MetaQuest, didn't you? I do. Facebook users are suing. Well, not the MetaQuest, but Meta. Facebook users are suing Meta for allegedly building a secret workaround to Apple privacy safeguards. What? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, Facebook, uh, Meta, sorry, whoever it is. A uh, gentleman made, named Felix Krauss, a data privacy researcher and former Google, former Google engineer, uh, he released a report in 2022 in August about iOS privacy, featuring a tool he created himself called the in-app browser. It can check if in-app browser injects JavaScript code, which could be problematic for iOS and Android users, as this causes potential security and privacy risks to users. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So he's like, hey, I made this tool. We can see if somebody's spying on you when they're not supposed to be. Uh, in case of Meta, the, the code is called Metapixel. And the iOS, Instagram, and Facebook app render all third-party links and ads within their app using a custom in-app browser. This causes various risks for the user with the host app being able to track every single interaction with external websites Mm. from all form inputs like passwords and addresses to every single tap you make on your screen. Sounds like somebody else we know, TikTok. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's like, well, wait a minute. Is Meta working with the Chinese too? Uh, no, Which they're just taking, me? They're just taking so. notes is what yeah, it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Um, they're learning from what China's doing. Yeah. So in February, Meta admitted that Apple's app tracking transparency feature would decrease its ad revenue by $10 billion. Oh, so they are making $10 billion a year on tracking everything you do on your iPhone. Sure. Again, what is the most insecure computer device in the world? Cell phone. Yes. And which one in particular? Oh, anything with iOS on it? Yes. Any iPhone. It doesn't matter the make uh, or the model of your iPhone. Yep. I don't care if it's a 7 Plus or a 14. They all run the same operating system, and hackers are lazy. Uh, they are the, the most insecure thing on the internet is iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, iMacs are not far behind, but iPhones are definitely the most insecure thing. iPads as well, because they run the exact same thing. An iPad or any tablet is essentially just a big cell phone you can't make phone calls on. Right. Well, you uh, can, so, but- What's well, you up, can, but, <laughs> but yeah. I actually, I have seen people do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So Facebook um, is under suit for, for this because they are bypassing the security protocols. You say, I want this to be secure. I don't want you to have this information. And Facebook is working around that, uh, which is I don't know. In my mind, it's illegal. I mean, there should be criminal charges on this one. Yeah. Well, along that same vein, Mm -hmm. Republicans sue Google over discriminatory spam filtering practices. Ah, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, the Republican National Committee accuses Google of putting its emails in spam folders because of its political views. Uh Uh-huh. Um, the Republican National Committee is suing Google for allegedly selling, sending millions to the spam folder, according to the lawsuit filed in 
Californians Eastern District on Friday. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't put that suit in California, but anyway. <laughs> the RNC accuses Google of throttling its email messages because of the RNC's political affiliation and views. Surprised? No, not, not at all. Not, not at all. Not. Um <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> uh However, as the Verge's uh, McKinney Kelly reported, po- report pointed out last week, Republicans haven't been taking advantage of the program, which would require it to follow security requirements, basically saying that they didn't format them right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to say don't care. And here's yeah. why. here's why I don't care. If you're using Gmail, Mm -hmm. all your emails are being read anyway. Yep. 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 Period. Everything sent and received. Again, folks, if it's free, you're the commodity. Yes. They're using you to earn money. How are they doing Mm -hmm. that? They're looking at your emails now. This is something in the corporate world that I really have to keep stressing to people. I'm like, your emails are not secure. No. Unless you encrypt them. They yes. are for all the world to see. Yes. And um, search and bring up from the past. And they are stored forever, even if you delete them. Uh-huh. It's like flying a paper airplane in a, in a stadium full of people. Mm-hmm. Anybody can grab it. So even TLS, TLS is best effort because I know people are like, well, use TLS for end to end encryption. Eh, no, because no. TLS is always set at best effort. That way it mm-hmm. doesn't get dropped in transit. Right. So yeah, um, they may be suing Google for this. Uh, your users are too stupid to have decent email. Well, there's that. Um, now, I will say one thing I really disagree with Google um, and Gmail on is one thing they do is a lot of times that stuff doesn't end up in your spam folder. It doesn't end up in your account anywhere. Mm-hmm. Google uh, Drops will it. a lot of times just not even give it to you. They'll say, yeah, it's spam. We won't even show it to you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, here again, don't care. Just reporting the news for those out <laughs> yeah. there who use Gmail, just know. Or yeah, most or, people do. Or one of my colleagues actually uses Yahoo Mail. And I'm like, dude, really? All right. I have an, a, a Yahoo account. It's a personal account that I just, I've had it since like 2002. I dude, think. I got a Hotmail account. So eat that. Yeah, I don't have one of those. But, uh, I have had. No, still got it. It goes to <laughs> Outlook.com now, but it yeah. is it is a Hotmail account. <laughs> you know, look. Uh, All look, right. Yeah, don't talk to me about my Yahoo account. Most most providers, and, and I do, yeah, I'm going to regret saying this. <laughs> I do trust Microsoft with my information. Wow. Uh, so 
I, I have my. Did you say that out loud? My sites are. Oh yes, my sites are are hosted by GoDaddy, and and let me tell you why. Oh God, of my provider, I cannot. I have to double NAT through them mm-hmm. because they give me a class C address. Okay. So I don't have a outward facing address, or I run my own email server. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. So I have GoDaddy, which GoDaddy uses O365. Now, if you're paying for O365, they can't fish your da- data. They're, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to anyway. Well, yeah, and they're Microsoft's cloud uh, database wasn't supposed to be hacked either. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of things weren't was. supposed to be hacked. But <laughs> anyway, I digress. And Google yeah. was just recently hacked too mm-hmm. through through Chrome. And, uh, anyway, so, uh, uh, I have to use those guys here again, though. I don't put anything personal in clear text in an email. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it. That includes social security numbers, things <clears throat> that I don't want the whole world to know about. If I write something, I never write something critical in an email. No. Why? Because it can be cited at a later time. It's a thing yes. called discovery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Which is why I think Elon stopped the whole uh, lawsuit thing. He signed to buy Twitter at the last second because he didn't want the discovery coming out. Yeah. But that's another story. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this this is not... Uh, good Lord. Don't put your stuff in email and think it's secure. Don't write a dissertation in email or text and think that it's not going to come out if you get in trouble. I mean, geez, gee whiz, folks. I mean, you really need to take some personal responsibility for this stuff. And these people who get busted on texts, Mm -hmm. I'm like, why call somebody? Have have an audio conversation because Mm -hmm. here's the thing is if you have a conversation with them, they have to let you know whether you're being recorded or not. Uh, yes. They can't use it against you. Oh, well, no, in some states they can. Well, yes, some states. Some I think states, California. There are some states that's only one-sided. I think it's California, too. Is one There's of only them, a but, few. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, just a tip from your old Uncle Scott. <laughs> don't put that, don't put stuff you don't want in the whole world to see in email. Or but, create your own email server. Yes, that is like encrypted. No, oh, well, <laughs> no. Well, but, unlike Hillary, do it yourself. Yeah, I got mi- missing. Anyway, hard. I digress. Okay, yes. what's next for you? All right. Well, you did some uh, tech in the news segment. I'm gonna do. Uh, it was it was techie news. Uh-huh. I got some newsy tech, so I'll do this in the tech segment. Okay. <laughs> An Australian bank begins linking customer transactions. To carbon footprint. What? You, yes, you, hold on, hold on, uh-huh, uh-huh. hold on. You mean that? You mean that Australia is a dictatorial country? Aust- uh, uh, oh, that's yeah. right. They took away their guns, so they can get them to they do took anything. Away everything. You know, uh, I had an Australian explain to me one time that you know how we have freedoms; they have parole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. They don't have actual freedoms. Mm-hmm. They are allowed to do things as long as they don't screw up. You know, it, it's weird. 
So they're not rights, they're privileges. Exactly. They can they be revoked. Are. They are, they're government-granted. Ours are God-granted, mm-hmm. according to our Constitution. Yep. God-given rights. Theirs are granted by the government. Um, yeah, it says uh, the Green Social Score credit scheme is accelerating. So, um, yeah, so the potential future carbon allowance limits, a major bank in Australia, the Australia's Commonwealth Bank, mm-hmm. has introduced a new feature feature uh, that allows purchases to a customer's carbon footprint and warns them when they are going over the average. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I have some screenshots of, of this uh, app, uh-huh. and it's it's pretty wild. Um, you know, it says, like, your October footprint is this equivalent to driving 3,000 kilometers by car or the equivalent to eight trees being cut down. Okay, folks, what does this mean? So let me talk about what this means. So... As it mm-hmm. as it advances, I mean, they're just telling you now with no. This enf- is just the beginning, yeah. This is no enforcement, but let me tell mm-hmm. you what the enforcement looks like. You eat two steaks this week. You go to buy a third one. They go, uh, uh-uh. uh your carbon footprint is too big. You've eaten too yes. many steaks. We are yep. not going to allow this transaction. Yep, that's what the. And I don't know our listeners if you've heard the the acronym or the initials CDBC. Central bank digital currency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these governments don't want Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin and all the other various coins out there. They don't want them to survive because they want to create their own central bank digital currency. Once the government has their own central bank digital currency, essentially digital currency, there will be no more paper money. You'll pay for everything with a card, with your phone, with some sort of electronic transaction. When that happens, they can track all your purchases. And in doing so, they can also stop you from making a purchase. Or if they think you're doing things that they don't want you to do, they can stop your ability to access your money at any time whatsoever. Sounds extreme, but... These are the, these are what we are giving them mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, if this keeps going. So, like, I mean, this one, it, it even breaks down, you know, the main spending categories contributing to your carbon footprint. 60% is in your transportation, 12% in groceries, eating out 6%. I mean, they're tracking, this is already happening. Good Lord. They're tracking down, you know, just in various general categories. They can get as specific as, as your receipt. You know, when you pay for your groceries, when you pay for your food at a restaurant, when you buy your gas, you know, they can tell what level of gasoline you bought. They can tell what's on your grocery list that you purchased. They can tell what, you know, what food you ate at the restaurant. These are, I mean, crazy. And it says, This article says the authors make it clear that the program would be a national mandatory policy. Mm -hmm. Now that harkens to uh, what's called WeChat, which is an app in China that everybody does everything through and it's mandatory. Everybody has to have that app on their phone Mm -hmm. and you have to 
conduct transactions through that app. You have to do everything essentially through that app that you do anywhere. Now, Elon has talked about making Twitter into something along those lines. I don't know how far he's willing to go with it. I'm waiting to see because, I mean, he's already, he's already delisted Twitter from the stock exchange. It's become a private company wholly owned by his company. Mm-hmm. So we'll see about that. Well, it, uh, it, this is, I mean, it's, it's really, not, it's not where, this is really where getting Elon scary. will go. It's where the government will force him to go. Well, there's that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's really getting scary. If you look into this stuff, it really is what is being forced upon people around the world. You know, and what happens elsewhere eventually happens here. And then we take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's bad when, I don't know, about a year ago, France came out and said, you guys in America are gone crazy. You know, because we went farther left than France could even imagine. Well, so, it's a summer of love and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mostly peaceful protests. Mostly peaceful. And then uh, Black Lives Matter uh, absconding with all the money. Yeah, well, they need they need to live somewhere. But you would be does it have to be a a six million dollar mansion? Maybe not have to, but you know, got to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. We've suffered for so long. We might as well be good and comfortable. Well, California is looking at uh, paying reparations. So, literally, I mean, they are really getting down to the nuts and bolts of of actually doing it. Well, Asheville, North Carolina, is actually doing it. Really? Yes, they're paying California is looking at, uh, they have an estimated 1.8 million black residents who are descendants of enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at things like, uh, based on the national racial wealth gap, $358,000. Well, they, Reparations they, based on certain state level harms to certain state level harms, 223,000. I mean, it's the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, unlike our vice people. president, which is not ADOS. No. Bitch pudding. Which uh, she's missing again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where she is these days, but they keep her out of the spotlight. No kidding. Whew. Well, anyway, speaking of, I had on that. Speaking of uh, the autistic genius, mm. Elon Musk takes control of Twitter in a $44 billion deal. <laughs> All right, fanboy, tell us about the cheap twit in charge. Uh, <laughs> freed the bird, <laughs> as they said. Yes, as he said. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's been the. Uh, uh, look, at least the guy's got a great sense of humor. He walks into Twitter mm-hmm. the day before the deal's done with the kitchen sink and says, "Let that sink in." I mean, how hilarious is that guy? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, first thing he does is uh, first thing you should do in any organization. Fire upper management. Oh yeah, he no. did all, all the CEO, the CFO, the general counsel. Uh, so general counsel, um, Prague, uh, Argwald, uh, Net, yep. uh, CFO Ned Siegel, uh, legal policy trust and safe safety head VJ yep. Gad, which is the yep. one who who was responsible for. Um, uh, Trump getting kicked off Twitter. And he is back on. 
and general counsel Sean Egan. Now. And he's also announced significant layoffs for the rest of the company. Now, before everybody goes, yay, uh-huh. let me tell you the rest of the story. Uh-huh. Argwald will get $57.4 million in uh-huh. an exit package. Uh-huh. Seagal will receive $44.5 million, uh-huh. and Gad will get $20 million. Poor guys. Altogether, the payouts equal some $122 million. You know, that's, I've never had a severance package like that. Yeah. I have never had a severance package, period. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, look, these people ain't hurting, so uh, don't no. cry for them. Um, these people needed to go, okay? They needed to go. They took it. I, I look at it as an experiment. They saw how mm-hmm. far they could take it and run it uh, as left-leaning as they possibly could and made it into what they wanted to make it into, and now it's time for a change. And uh, just so everybody knows, I set up a Twitter account. Yes. Because I wanted to follow all this junk, and it has been entertaining to say the least. Uh, and if I may make a a, a sh- shout out, cat turd definitely a big oh, yeah. for me. <laughs> so, but uh, these these memes, I mean, it is hilarious. Oh, yeah. What cat is turd, going on? Cat turd's awesome. Yeah, uh, I haven't got um, who was it? I said I was gonna follow uh, Meathead. What's his name? Oh, um, damn it. Of Reiner, Reiner, yeah, Rob Carl, Reiner, Rob Carl, Reiner, Carl, Rob, 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 Rob was or Carl, Carl was his dad. Carl was his dad. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I need to follow him just to see what he's saying. But it yeah, Rob is, Reiner, he's he's yeah, he's not any fun. James Woods is a fun one to follow too. I mean, it it the the stuff that's going back and forth is hilarious. I mean, people are people are are mad about this and it's it's the best entertainment i've seen in a long time now look <laughs> i'm a professional shit starter i'm a professional yeah. instigator always have been well a um, friend of mine um was posting a bunch of stuff to Lindsey graham uh you know late lady graham. lady g yeah and uh with all talking the, about him being a flip-flopper yeah well he, really <laughs> he flip-flops in more than talking one about, way but uh yeah. i digress <laughs> yeah you know he's that old and he lives with his mom and and, ch- still. and, and google his moles and you'll get a no, uh, thank you interesting uh story no, about that, thank but, you uh, but she, he uh he posted a picture of her with a bullseye oh that was pretty cool her who a friend of mine was posting a bunch of stuff to Lindsey graham who is the oh oh she posted about Lindsey Graham yeah with a bullseye oh okay no yeah. he and then he posted a picture of her with a bullseye oh ew yeah creepy like, really okay isn't that a threat of violence uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> but you know um oh well, I can't think of his name the guy that's Jack Dorsey. His initial his initial thought and his dream was to turn uh, Twitter decentralized, mm-hmm. 
And I'd like to see if Elon's going to try that. He's talked about it a few times. I'm not sure you, I'm not sure how you can as big as it is. It's going to be tough. Well, I've heard rumors floating around about Elon bringing Jack Dorsey on mm-hmm. as CEO, which would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dorsey, I've seen many, many, uh, Jack Dorsey was run out of his own company. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, he's not as bad as what a lot of people think. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do this. His company was, was, uh, taken over by the woke. Yeah. His company went woke. He didn't go woke. And so he got forced out. Yeah. So a little, uh, (laughs) A little warning to all you ESGers out there, and we're doing it too, man. I've I've had to do the ESG thing. Uh, it's it's starting to come through in the policies uh, and procedures and stuff like that, and people are are using it in the in the talks. And uh, hey, it's it's coming um, now. I hope it'll be like the carbon credit thing. The carbon mm-hmm. credit thing crashed. Uh, it's the same thing as the carbon credit. If you look at it, it's the yeah. same scam. Yeah. It's a scam. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the same it's scam. That's another social credit score. Yeah, it's 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 a scam. They're trying trying it. And like some of the things that have been tried is yeah, it's short-lived. Some people make some profit off of it, but it's very short-lived. It's a fad. And and I see ESG as being a fad. And I see people getting tired of it real quick, realize yeah. it's not profitable mm-hmm. and drop it like a hot rock because money talks, BS walks. Uh, nobody cares about your feelings when it comes to money. Go woke, don't. go broke. So, uh, yeah, anyway. And uh, that's all I've got for tech news. That's all you got. That's all um, I got. Yeah, actually, that's all I had. All right. Well, <laughs> well I kind of close this one up. We went news heavy this time. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Some days it works out like that. So if you want to get in touch with me, my email address, which I never check, is <laughs> <laughs> scott at techtools.net. That's scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z. And where can they find you at, Dean? I am Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. Or you can visit our website, techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And there you can get in touch with us. You can look, listen to some uh, past uh, episodes. You can, most importantly, you can donate and uh, become a producer of this show. And by doing so, because we work on the value for value system. If you find any value in what we're doing at all, put a dollar figure on it, send it our way. We would greatly appreciate it and help offset some of the costs that we have incurred in doing this show and, and continue to incur in doing this show. Um, and, you know, if, if that gets to a certain level, then maybe we can do a couple shows a week. Maybe we can get into some better topic, you know, some different topics, mm-hmm. do, do some different things. But uh, as it is, this is what uh, he and I can do in, in the limited time we have each week. On our budget. Uh, yes. And, and, and on budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, uh, and, and just to let people know, there's some stuff going on in the background where we'll be talking about later, more more towards mm-hmm. the beginning of the year or so. 
uh, some some good changes coming. You know, this has been a great experiment for us. We're not going anywhere, just to no. let you know. But e- even behind the scenes, we're making. Uh, I know that we've been kind of sporadic here lately with our episodes, but we've we've made changes to fix that because we've got commitments that family commitments, personal commitments that we have to get to, and our schedules just couldn't align. And so we're, we're making changes to that. We, we, we don't feel great about, you know, skipping podcasts. Uh, so, so we've made some changes to make sure that that happens, that there's more consistency with our podcasts that we can get them out every week. So, uh, 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 hopefully there, there will be, uh, not too many interruptions, but you know, this has been an experiment for the first year and I think we're getting it down pretty good. Uh, so, uh, we've got at least, uh, five or six haters out there. So we know we're doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the people who like you; It's the people who dislike you. Exactly. So, anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so more to come and, uh, Hey, stay free, Dean. <laughs> stay safe, Scott.